Welcome back to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast. And we are here covering the finale of Australian Survivor Season 7, Blood versus Water. What a season. We, we are here. I, I'm genuinely shocked that we actually recorded a podcast episode for this 24-episode season. Um, Caleb, I'm proud of us, man. How, how are you feeling? Well, in general, you have a life outside Survivor. How, do how's have, your life outside Survivor? Do, do we have lives outside? We're about to have more life outside Survivor without these <laughs> two episodes every week. Uh, you know, three, three before before like the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, no, we're doing well. It is springtime here in Texas. We are, you know, the it's starting to feel warmer outside. Getting out, we're you know hitting the gym. Uh, you know, I'm always Alex. You, you said like, what is my life outside of Survivor? But you know that I'm always preparing for Survivor for that, for that one day, if I ever get that call from Jeff Probst, or, you know, I'm, I'm still holding out that, you know, they're going to open up Australian Survivor to U.S. residents. That's the dream. All right. Uh, and uh, so JLP on the phone saying, Caleb, I want you to come down. Uh, and uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm always preparing for Survivor. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm in the gym, you know, getting ready. Uh, but no, seriously, it's, it's it's a good time to be. It's spring. So yeah, what about you? Yeah, man. See, I'm, I'm convinced. Here's the thing. I moved to Australia. All right? Okay. Become a resident. Yep. It's great. Hang out with Simon, David, whoever else. You stay here in the U.S. Yep. You get on Survivor. I get on Survivor. Yep. And then it's the Australian versus U.S., combo season yep and it's you and i against each other but then we secretly work together yep and we we become the two best survivor players in the world long con right we we (laughs) no one knows that we know each other no one knows that we have a podcast together exactly except everyone listening to this right now and there will be someone on that show that's like hey these guys, episode 61 of Speaking Llama, they made an alliance. We're, we're the new poker alliance. Listen, oh, we, we already know that if we were ever on Survivor together, we would, all, the whole time, every other confessional, man, yeah, I, you know, Alex is my number one. But honestly, I don't know that, like, he, he's going to flip on me. And I just don't know when. I Gosh, just, what great storytelling. A giant game of chicken all season long. Great. We, we have to pick a, a movie for us to be like movie characters from. Oh, exactly. So exactly. You know, that, that's what the editors want. Uh, which fun fact I did. Uh, so obviously we're covering the finale of Australian Survivor. I went back after watching the finale and watched the first episode of this season. Because yeah. it's just fun to like see where we came. Where, yeah, where yeah. we came from. What I was thinking, you know, there's so many people on this season that we didn't even see um, past the second or third week of, of yeah. the show. And episode one, Mark is talking about the, the blue tribe and yep. he's going through his list of people that he's aligned with. Mm-hmm. He says, I like Josh. I'm really close to Nina. <laughs> and he says, Jordy. Oh, Jordy's a joker. <laughs> and it's like the joker was born episode one. He oh, literally says the phrase, Jordy's a joker. So there we go. Man, well, the, the foreshadowing is, is beautiful. But uh, we are here. And we're going to talk through uh, the final five, that whole vote outs, um, the final four challenge, the final four vote outs, my uh, deep, deep sorrow. I came so close uh, with Josh. 
talk about the final tribal council a little bit, maybe some what if scenarios there. And, and we're going to end instead of having our outlet outplay out last segment, obviously Mark wins. So he wins all those categories. So we're going to talk about Mark uh, and, and give some, some special dedicated time uh, to him as, as Caleb texted me today while he was watching the finale. Did you know Mark was in the army? <laughs> Listen, I just love, you know, I, I actually, you know, next time we get a chance to talk with an Australian survivor player, uh, I want to ask him like, why does Australian survivor focus so much on the like career, right? I, in season uh, six, Reigns versus Ron, the, the winner, uh, or the two main final twos, right? All we ever heard, like all season long was like, this is how my job relates to this. And right, time and time again. And so as we watched these last couple of weeks, it seems like every episode, at least once, Mark was saying, I'm in the army. And when I was in the army, this is what I learned. And this is how it applies to here. Well, I will say last season, the winner's job was a really cool job. And, and oh. it's a cool connection to Survivor. So I, yeah, I, that's I was a big fan of that job. It's, it's just like, why, like, why is it? Oh, and even in the promo for, for this, uh, for the final four, yep. um, it was like, it called, which it called Josh the pilot yep. and uh, Mark the soldier. And yep. it's just like, which then didn't call KJ or Shay by there, or not KJ, but Chrissy or Shay by there. Like, right. What what they call? I I don't even remember. It's like Challenge uh, Beasts and and social something. Social like, something. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> it, it was just like what what is the infatuation with the so at, at this point in the season? I get early on like, yeah, you, you're trying to you're trying to build a character to make people relate to and, and yeah. remember who people are, uh, but you don't have to remind me every every 15 minutes that mark was a soldier and uh but i will say the the moment where mark was reflecting on like what he see when he thinks about a, a river and a jungle and and sharing that moment about losing a fellow soldier in a battle uh, and now how these memories are going to replace those memories was was very very moving i'm i'm, I'm game for that content yes but yeah. you don't need to tell me how well when you're when you're in the army you have to trust people and you, you need to know how to read people. And that's what I, I learned how to do. So I can tell when people are lying to me. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll say too, is, uh, as a viewer, anytime Mark would be like, I'm a trained killer. Like I, I like, that's what nightmares are made of. You know, like I would not want Mark Wales uh, looking down a barrel at me. Uh, that, I, listen, that would be a even terrifying. If, even if I didn't know he was a trained killer, he's a, he's a big man. Right. So. <laughs> so the other cool thing about watching the first episode um, that, you know, I think we talked about this on our very first episode of this season. It was like 15 minutes of backstory. Um, and the, the main focal points uh, and backstories. The very first one is Josh and Jordy, or not? Sorry, sorry, Jordy and Jesse. Yep. Still get them confused. The next one was Sophie and KJ, mm. and then it was Mark and Sam, and then it had a smaller one of a uh, of Ben and Shay. Yep. And obviously, it had like Sandra and Nina, um, and it had Andy and and Kate. Um, but then like Josh and Jordan were like featured quite a bit, like running through the jungle together, like jumping off a cliff together. And so it was funny, like you're watching, it's like, oh, and, and Chrissy and Croc had one as well. And so it's like, oh, the final three, you know, there were only maybe five like in, in-depth videos of pairs. Mm -hmm. And that is 10 people, but the final three were all highlighted in the first 10 minutes of the season. 
and and episode one i i would have never guessed that those would be the final three so it, it was kind of cool i mean we could have guessed we could have two mark was 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 up there uh and so uh which like that, that brings us into kind of you know what we're here to talk about the finale and uh, you know, I think maybe later on we'll do a, a, a larger recap of the entire season as a whole. Um, but yeah, Alex, let's let's jump in. Let's talk about the final five. Final five. Incredible players all around. I, I am I'm a huge proponent that the entire final six. They all would have been great winners. Um, I given. A good jury speech for, for a couple of them they'd all be great ones. I like, I genuinely was rooting for all of them. So happy with the final five. We had KJ, we had Shay, we had Chrissy, we had Josh, and we had Mark. Um, Caleb, I know you have some thoughts on how this vote went out. Um, quick. I mean, quick, let's get, get us up to speed. Shay wins the final five immunity, which can, can we pause right there? <laughs> I love that challenge. Uh, I, Cause it was a variation of the, what we've seen before in, in us survivor that the, the ball dropping challenge, Yep. Combined with there was that there was a tag team reward challenge in Ghost Island. Yes, where it was a big tower structure. So it, I, I love that challenge because it makes you, yeah. Which I, I do have. You know, Alex, you asked me before this. Do I have any questions? I do have one question for you, and I'm sorry to throw you off. I don't think role. I asked you if you had any questions. You did. You did. Uh, I, I checked the transcript, and you did. Um, <laughs> but I want you to picture yourself in, in a challenge like that. I is your strategy right when you drop the second ball is it to put it halfway or do you or do you plan for future you plan for future okay I've I've always wondered this because I also see an argument like if you it depends on how many balls you're planning to put in uh because if you plan to put in four and no more than four the halfway point actually works fairly well yes but if it's five because you can drop in the right, right. Because you can drop in the other, the other two in the in the quarters if you. Yeah, and okay. remind me, was it Shay who was counting the first one? Uh, it seemed like everyone. I mean, the, the narrative was that everyone was counting. Right, we okay. we heard Shay count a lot. Um, okay. I, yeah, that, I, I mean that's a great move to to your very first run. Let's just get a ballpark right. <laughs> and and do some quick division to say like, all right, it takes. 45 seconds for it to get down. I have five balls. Great. I'm going to drop after nine seconds. Yeah. Um, well, I see. I do think it's hard. Like it's hard to judge that, that second. Cause I, as the challenge gets going, your adrenaline's going to get pumping. And oh, yeah. Can you, can you keep a consistent count? And honestly, I, you know, I think Mark did a really great job in this challenge. He ultimately like he the ball when he grab, goes to grab a ball, it slips out. Yeah. And like that, that's why he loses. And which is, well, it's just an unfortunate way, but. Uh, I think, I mean, I, last thing, I mean, instead of counting, I, I, I guess I would like count, but the ball is going to roll at a relatively consistent speed. My counting is not going to be consistent. So my first, you know, if I'm counting, I say, Hey, you know, n- the nine second mark is when it drops the second time. That's just my cue of like, I, I need to find a space instead of a, 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 a time in my head to drop. Yeah. But I mean, I would be, horrible at that challenge that is there are there are many survivor trends i would be absolutely terrible at this i think is at the top of this and the foot one that they do in u.s survivor where they have to like whatever they do with their feet uh like build build a block tower with their feet yeah i can't do that (laughs) but this one every time i see it i'm like 
I just get dizzy and then I get distracted even watching it. I'm like, I, there's no way in hell I could ever do that. Anyway, so Shay wins um, as everyone expected. Um, And we go into the final five. Caleb, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, we, we came into, we ended our last episode with me talking about my hope that the three girls could get on the same page. And it seemed like we, we had the opportunity to do that, right? I said that I didn't trust Chrissy to make the move against Josh, which she does make the move to her credit. Like the, she, she knows what she has to do, but they just can't get on the same page. And I think there's a set, right? As a quick reminder, right? They, they go into the vote and Shay and KJ are think that they're going to work with Mark to vote out Josh because Josh is the bigger threat and they don't trust KJ to flip. KJ is ready to flip uh, and to vote out Mark. Now, what I think is key here and the travesty of this first vote, because ultimately, right, the vote gets tied and KJ goes home on the revote. But what I think is a travesty is. I can understand KJ and Shay really wanting Josh out over Mark. Uh, I do think you have to take what you can get, right? Even if it's not, even if Josh is the ideal, but you are, you have convinced Chrissy to work with you. You did like, I, I know, I don't know why, like at least what was shown. They didn't just go up to Chrissy and say, Chrissy, you're the deciding vote. I think the three of us have a chance and, and a fair shot to, for any of us to win in a final three, we cannot beat the two boys. Who do you want to go home? If you want Josh, great. If you want Mark, great. We are voting with you, yep. uh, right? And I, I don't think you are as clear in that based on what we saw. But on the other hand, too, I also understand why they don't trust Chrissy to make that vote. And I don't know that Chrissy ever sat down with them and said, Hey, I'm 110% with you guys. I'm not changing my vote. I'm with you. Like, let's like, we are doing it for, um, for Mark. Like, let, let, let's get him out. Like, this is the best play for us. If Josh is upset, Josh is upset. And if you don't get that in your KJ and Shay, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I literally said last time, right? I, I don't trust K- Christy to make the, make the move, uh, but she does to her credit and they're just not on the same page, uh, which kudos, we, we always say all the time, Alex, that one person's bad move is another person's great move, right? That uh, like the, the, the flip side of a bad move or what we think is a poor decision is usually good gameplay by somebody else. So it's great gameplay by Mark to convince Shay and KJ that, yeah, I'm with you, but actually I'm not. Yeah. And and that's how I read this move after seeing the result of the season, because during it, I was pretty confused about where these votes were coming from, who decided, you know, what, what was the ultimate rationale behind everyone's different vote. But I think what it was really highlighting with that is Mark and his finesse to be able to get out of um, a, a vote. So that's, that's how I saw that vote going down um, w- was really a feather in Mark's cap, which knowing he wins the season makes more sense in hindsight, seeing that move. Um, and, and I think it's, uh, speaking of Mark with this vote too, it's so fascinating because for the last couple of weeks, 
you know, Sam goes home so that Mark can have two idols. And then it's, okay, Mark, you got to play your two idols and you have to win a challenge in order to make it to the final four. That's the only way you're making it to the final four, buddy. There's no way you're, you're going to do it. Well, he plays his idol, plays his idol. Now he's vulnerable at the final five, doesn't win the challenge. And yet he still doesn't go home. He doesn't even, you know, he only gets one vote. And yeah. it's the tie vote's not with him. So really cool to see how just in two to three votes, Mark was able to take the biggest target off of him. Mm-hmm. And even though he got a vote from Chrissy, it was not the target um, of that final five and was able to stay. So really cool for him. And then even keeping Josh in was helpful for Mark because it made a yeah. bigger target. And I, I haven't listened to a ton of postseason um Interviews, I, I try not to until we record because I just don't want to take other people's ideas. But uh, one thing Mark did say was everyone knew Shea was going to win the final four. Like mm-hmm. every, they were all fans. They knew what to expect. There's no way Shea's not winning that. So really the strategy of the final five was factoring in the fact that Shea was going to be in the final three. Yeah. Um, so I think him keeping Josh in to then take him out at four, that way he's not the target at four was really great from Mark's perspective. Yeah. I mean, I thought I'm, Mark played this beautifully. Like final five was Mark Mark's game in a nutshell, honestly, like yeah. he used his social relationships to make strategic moves all season long. And right. That's what he does here is that he has enough social bond with KJ and Shay to make KJ convinced that he is with them. And but he knows that what's best for him is to keep Josh around and to get KJ out so that he has the chance to make the final three in which that's, you know, he he literally couldn't have written the plan, written the plan better and executed it better. Right. That, that was a perfect play final five by Mark. Again, I wish Chrissy KJ and Shay would have been on the same page more. Uh, And again, I, like I said earlier, there are two faults, right. Uh, KJ's faults and, and misreading Mark, Chrissy's fault and not, you know, potentially, I, I really say this potentially because we didn't see it and she very well may could have, and which if she did sit them down and say, I'm, I'm 100% with you guys, then even more kudos to Mark to still convince, like, yeah. make KJ and Shay so sure yeah. you are with them. Uh, and, oh, like what, what a, what a move. Uh, what a play. Yeah, what a yeah. play. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sad to see KJ go. I, I have really become a fan of KJ in this post-merge, and I wanted to see her pitch for the final three because yes. I, yeah, we'll talk about this later, but it's like she had a great shot, but but we just didn't see enough. And so it's like I really wanted her storytelling of her game. Even if she didn't yeah. win, I wanted yeah. her in the final three to be able to articulate her strategy just as a viewer, as a fan of her and someone, I think I said last episode, it's like, I'm craving to know what KJ's thinking uh, yeah. because I think she's a great player and has a great mind for the game. So I, I was disappointed just not getting to see her at the end. Well, and like I, I texted you mid episode, like she had like had the final five plan ready to go. And I think yeah. she just got too cute with it. And yeah. like, if you just would have sat with Chrissy and just said, just stuck with them and like, and, and lived or died with that. Yeah. Right. Because that is one less, like Shay is going to win that final four. Yeah. Right? We don't, we can get Josh out later, but I, yeah, I also see the logic and, and the consideration of 
Well, will Chrissy flip on Josh in a final four? Uh, and, and, and you might not, if, might, if I'm it, KJ, no, <laughs> right. It, well, what's, which he, she does right to, she did, to yeah. Chrissy's credit. And uh, the, the other thing I'll say too, last thing I'll say about this vote is that I, I wish Chrissy would have still voted for Josh uh, because I think that was the move for her to win. Right. I, I think she lost survivor on that vote yeah. uh, it, it, only because Right, she obviously votes out Josh later, but only because the final the the way for any of the three ladies to win, based off of what we understood in their games, how we thought the jury was feeling about them, was for the three ladies to be sitting in the final three. It's a shame that that's like that's the narrative, but but that was that was the way to win, and I don't want to see her and say that her like she was made an emotional or rash or, or rash decision because I've said many times before that emotion is part of the game of Survivor uh, and a necessary part of the game of Survivor. Um, but I, I wish she would have maybe, you know, having to revote so quickly after I, you know, you don't have the time to sit there and think about it. Right. And I wish she would have thought about it a little bit more um, from a longevity point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad she didn't as a Josh fan. So no, we know you, we know you are very glad that we, that she didn't, but alas, right. KJ goes home and KJ goes home. Great. Hey, great game. KJ, like you yes. literally oh, were yeah. playing from as much as you, you and Shay were playing from the bottom for so long. Right. And we said a long time ago that all these players were playing to be the middle person and, and, and KJ, you like, you did it well. And got yourself to the end, uh, not to the end, end, but so far in the game when you could have been gone a long time. When when Josh was literally voting for you at least once, <laughs> every tribal, every tribal, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and I mean, I listened to a post exit uh, interview with KJ, and and it was fascinating just hearing her perspective on her game and, and the amount of self awareness she had, but hearing that that blood versus water component and and having her little sister out there. Um, was really tough on, on her and and she even acknowledged at at that point in the game when when Sophie came over to the blue tribe prior to that she was very social very in it and seeing what was going on and seeing Sophie's reaction her only reaction that she could do was to kind of quiet down and make herself small yeah. um, because to, to, to counterbalance um, her, her sister coming into that tribe after being voted out of the red tribe. And, and she kind of acknowledged that was, that was important in the game where I stopped being myself and I, mm. I played from the shadows and I was never able to get out of that. Um, and then she goes to purgatory and then he comes back and like, that's going to mess with your mind quite a bit. So I, I have so much respect for KJ and even um, I, I was shocked. She didn't vote for Shay or, or Chrissy just because she seemed a lot closer to them than Mark in the season. And hearing her like uh, voting confession was like, I'm so proud to write your name down. I knew I was going to write this down 24 hours ago, like all this stuff. And then to see her vote for Mark, you could tell she was genuinely happy to be there. She was at peace with it. She's a survivor fan. Um, I just, I, I have so much respect for KJ. I, I just have to say that. Yeah. I think there's something to be said too, right? Like you can't be bitter when you make a, like, you make a misread. Yeah right? Like that's, that's it. You kind of messed up a little bit and that's recognize that and move on. Right. And, and so uh, KJ, I, I hope, we hope to see you again. I hope to oh, see you again. That'd be so good. Uh, oh yeah. 
Well, what was so funny too, it's our uh, fantasy tribe. So she was the last person on our fantasy tribes. You know, we, we got, we got taken out of final five with, <laughs> we chose 12 people in a cast of 24. We didn't even get the top four, but uh, what was so funny is our post-merge picks. We both had three going into the post-merge. Uh, we were like back to back, like exits yeah. constantly. Right. <laughs> so it was like Condon Mel and then um, who was it? Jordan and Sam and then Jordy and then KJ. So mm-hmm. it was just back to back. And um I won. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to, shout out to Brianna. Shout <laughs> MVP out for Team to Alex. Brianna. Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we got to move to the final four, the final episode here. Okay, uh, let's talk about this challenge real quick because for <laughs> many, many moons, <laughs> I've been saying the outplay players of the season are the challenge team. And I was a little disappointed in this challenge. Was it cool? Yes. As someone who likes whitewater rafting, like seeing the rapids, like kind of cool, like pretty epic. You're, you're hanging above a waterfall. Yep. Yeah. Cool scenery. Kind of boring challenge compared to every single other season of Australian Survivor, even season one where they're just holding onto a pole. It was still more epic than what we saw. Uh, I have a theory of why it wasn't very epic, but, but Caleb, what, how are you feeling about this challenge? Yeah, I mean, I think similar, like, I mean, A, was very short compared to a lot of other, I know I haven't seen all the Australian Survivor seasons, but compared to the ones that I've seen, a very, very short challenge, right? They're only up there, I think, less than two hours, maybe just right at two hours. Um, and, and right in the last season, the final challenge was there are like, in a little in literal like jaws clamping down on them uh every so often and so like i remember seeing the preview of that and i was like oh my gosh what is like what is this death contraption that jonathan has devised and uh that's kind of the running theme in australian survivor finales is that it's kind of like a torture device right that that, that's what the challenges are and now I do not want to go do that challenge <laughs> by any way, shape, or form. It was still a torture device, but for whatever reason, it just felt less climactic, less... Yeah, they're, 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 I agree with you. There was something missing from yes. this final challenge that is in other challenges. Yes, the, just the, the, the grandiose feel wasn't there. And, and I'm even wondering, had Shay gone home final five? And it's KJ, Chrissy, Josh, and Mark. I think it would have been more even, evenly matched to the point where there could be more drama in that challenge. Because with Shay, she's so strong. She has a great core, does yoga, lean muscle compared to the other three. Like, I think she said even in the final tri- in final travel, like she could have gone a half hour or an hour longer, like very easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you even said when you were watching, like she didn't even break a sweat. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's just chilling up there. Uh, so I, I think that was maybe part of it. it. The drama wasn't there because it was so obvious that like no one can, no one can compete with Shay in this. And we, we could have predicted that week three, the very first individual challenge. That was an endurance challenge. Yeah. It, it, it was just, I mean, the when Josh drops 
there Shay just like smiles and like is looking around because she realizes that all she has to do is beat one more person and right if I'm Shay I'm super confident in that as well already (laughs) and so um yeah it you know and I think too like the it it just was an anticlimactic because we kind of had a suspicion of who was going to win um but you know so it it really was kind of like a, a not a it's just kind of like a, a whimper uh, on what has been a really great challenge season. Um, but yeah, did, did you have any other theories or was your theory just that if it wasn't? It was just, it just it wasn't was, dramatic enough. Yeah. Got, gotcha. Yeah. Well, hey, but shout out to Shay. Like two, yeah, you absolutely. did what you needed to do. You won the two, uh, I wish like- Four necklaces. Shay winning those last two was contingent on so many- people for everyone not named josh and mark to win to have a chance of winning it was contingent on shay getting those two um and so which like you did your job shay way to go oh kj and chrissy get on the same page (laughs) oh my gosh all right so speaking of being on the same page let's go into this deliberation for the final four oh Um, yes i don't i don't know if if my emotional capacity can handle talking about this objectively, <laughs> because I was so sad seeing Josh leave. I mean, week three, I think was it week three, week four, we had Simon me on our podcast yeah. and, and I, he asked us like, who do you, who do you guys think are winning? And I believe you said Shay's going to go far. You, you didn't I, make the claim I that said, she's going to win. But I you said, said she's I a think dark Shay's horse. Going. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I said, either Mark or Sam, one will be targeted early. The other is going to make it to the end. So Caleb, dude, we're great but that same episode (laughs) for outlast player of the week starting week four all the way through to week nine i've been saying josh i I called him out pre-merge and said this guy's gonna win i i think he can win this season became a big fan of him and was just so sad to see him go and it felt it felt uncharacteristic of josh and because he's been such a strategic powerhouse and so calm and rational like having rational thinking this episode fell off and 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 i think it was ultimately his demise i mean it was his demise because he got sent home but it just it felt uncharacteristic of him from what we've seen up to this point it's interesting i i would call his play very rational i I think overly rational to the Hmm. point of you know he goes and pitches to mark Hey, it's got to be us too. Uh, and so, if 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 you're Josh, I'm I'm not I'm I'm going to speak you. for Josh here, right? Thank you. I, I'm going to quote quote speak for Josh here, even though I don't know what's actually going on in his mind. I I'm imagining if I'm Josh, right? And I if I think I can beat Mark, right? Making the pitch to hey, let's us two stay together and and let the girls be on a different page uh, and go mono y mono, uh, the two of us. And, and right, you, you in some ways only make that pitch if you have a, at least a suspicion that you, you, can, you can beat out Mark, uh, right? Even if you think it might be close, right? You have a suspicion that that's that. But you lay out this plan and I think it's a very logical plan. I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I think you trust Christy to stick around with you and, and you two go together and um, vote out Chrissy and, and to not be, and it's kind of like, you know, when we see the middle, the, the flip, the swing vote and 
two sides decide we're just going to take out the swing vote so that they can't make this decision. That way it's in our hands. And so I think it was very logical and very rational, except Mark, all, all Mark has to do is say yes. And I think that's where for a guy who played such a good social strategic game all season long, that was his big flaw was because you pitch this idea to Mark, very sure of it. And all Mark has to do is say yes to you. And you've laid out his ability to make a different plan because you say to Mark that the plan is going to be, we're going to target one another with the other people. Yeah. And like, so all Mark has to go do now is just pitch to Chrissy and, and KJ, KJ why they should do it out Josh instead of him. Yeah. And it, it just, it, it, it felt like a, you know, if you're a fan of a American football, uh, right. It's, it is, or it, a couple of years, many years, I feel very old in this moment. Uh, it is, it is the Seattle, uh, Seahawks against the New England Patriots and you have Marshawn Lynch who's one of the best running backs in the league and you're on the two-yard line and all you have to do is score a touchdown to win the game and you throw a pass and you get intercepted right like that is that is what had just happened here right yeah Josh is on the goal line all he has to do is punch it in to win and he throws an interception and yeah. oh it just like the same way that I'm like KJ Chrissy Shay get on the same page Josh get like no, don't do this. Like it, it, it was a, a just, I think, a, I don't even want to say a poor move, just like a miscalculation of how Mark would play it. Uh, yeah. And buddy, like you're just too big of a threat to win. Yeah. yeah. And, and especially, obviously Josh didn't know this, but Mark's whole thing all season has been, as he mentioned in final tribal council, I've been trying to push Josh as the bigger, yeah. as the leader. And so this is, I mean, this is the perfect closing to that because Josh hasn't seen it coming. Um, so sad about that. Now, now, Caleb, obviously we, we, we can't fully say this because we see Mark give a final tribal council speech. We've never seen Josh give one. Yep. Obviously edits are different, things like that. If it's Josh and Mark in the final three, I think we can both admit that's, it's going to be very close. Yeah. But who do you think wins between the two of them? Mm, that is very good. I think it, it all hinges on how people feel about the stolen hidden immunity idol. Right. And I, and I think based off of how the jury talked about it, uh, that maybe it goes Mark's way. Because uh, it could either be like, how could you be so deceptive and so manipulative and so awful to Jordan? right? Uh, during that time when, when you had it this entire time. Or, man, you kept that. How did you convince everybody that you didn't have an idol that you actually had, right? And so, like, it, I, I think in some ways it hinges on that because both Mark had some had, and Josh had really great games throughout the season. I do think Josh's uh, post-merge was better than uh, yes. Mark's pre-merge and but maybe that is somewhat purposeful and that mark giving josh a little bit more of the leadership reign um which like we didn't see that commentary until the very end of the season and so i i'm always suspicious of uh are, is that like you're like retconning that a little bit is that 
you, you want to make it, it's a really great argument and it works well for your narrative. But was that actually the case you were doing that? But you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, for me, it all depends on who, who can articulate their game better at the end. I yeah. think it's, it's so close and, and it's so dependent on, on the jury's emotions. Like you said, um, you know, I'm thinking through Mark was so eloquent in naming specific things that he's done yeah. throughout the, from, from day one. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's very impressive for you to be able, I think we talked about this in earlier episodes of our podcast, like for you to be able to articulate, I did this mm-hmm. and this is how I drove the season forward. Um, yep. I, I've said it before, I'm a career coach, right. And like in an interview, I don't want to hear about what you collectively as your group of team, you know, your team or colleagues dig. I want to hear Caleb, what did you do to add value to this company? Um, so I'm not sure about that, but I think Josh's big play is he was he was the sole factor in getting Sam out, who I, I think was probably the biggest threat. And, yeah, and so I I think oh it's so close. I think it might be we could have seen another tie. How crazy. Well, oh, and then if it's Chrissy and she has oh, to give us tiebreaker between Josh and oh I would have I would have hated that. Uh, I would I, love that. I I I hate I hated Ghost Island for that reason. It's literally no, Ghost no Island. Watch Ghost Island. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely a close, it's definitely interesting uh to match those two up. Uh I think like let's say that let's just say John, I mean I I just said that maybe Mark wins it based on how the jury felt about the idle play, but maybe I think probably Josh wins uh, only because for every move that Mark can articulate, I think if, if Josh articulates it, he has one to match it and supersede it. Uh, And in particular, the Sam vote out, but also the getting Mark to play his idol, right? Uh, Both idol, like, right. And like being able to articulate, here's the, like, I knew that Mark had, this extra power over me. So what did I do is I made moves against him to even the playing field yeah. uh, and, and it worked. Right. Yeah. And so, and, and then, yeah, it, it just, he, he demonstrated a, a very good skill at navigating social relationships strategically uh, throughout the season. And um, in particular, the, the post merge. And so, yeah, just both, both good games. That's why he was my favorite player this season and that I would play like him. So Caleb, what all I heard you just say was that I could win Survivor against Mark. That's what hey, I heard. So we I'm are gonna take all the, are the own heroes in our stories. So uh, usually I'm the sidekick in my own story. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What you're saying that you never saw yourself as Sonic the Hedgehog. You always tails. No, no. I was, uh, I was looking at a, uh, it was a couple of years ago. I think I was playing like a Sonic game or something like that. And I always really like Shadow, like the Dark Sonic. And I like Knuckles a lot. I never, I never play with like Mario or Sonic. Like I don't play uh-huh. with the main characters. I always go like the cool side ones. Uh, and there's all these pictures of them. You know, Sonic looks confident, you know, as confident as an uh, animated hedgehog could be. <laughs> and then Shadow looks mysterious and Knuckles looks badass. And then Tails is like, he looks worried and has like a finger up, like, I see, like, wait. <laughs> and it was that moment I went, Oh damn. <laughs> I think I'm Tails. <laughs> and then I'm like watching Harry Potter. I'm like, damn, I'm Ron. <laughs> and I'm like watching all these things. And I'm like, man, I'm watching Survivor. I'm like, I'm Fishback. <laughs> so it's just, it's my destiny. But uh, so, you know, Josh, 
falling to Mark is just another another uh, data point in that same. Hey, also though, if we are running with the movie theme, right? There's the Joker and Toothface, but Batman still wins in the end. Which like, where's the confession about that, right? Like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's so good. I haven't even, I mean, I, you know, I'm on the Facebook page. I'm on Instagram. I, I haven't seen anyone say that. So, yeah, well, there you go. Trademark that. That's good. Okay, okay. And, and you know that I don't know things because I, I was yeah, late to watching it. So. Right. <laughs> oh, that's man. good, man. All right. Okay. So Josh goes home. Now we mentioned Josh versus Mark in a final three uh, who, who might win. Kayla, my question for you is we, you've danced around this idea of a Shea, KJ, Chrissy final three, three women in the final tribal council. I have a theory of what would happen. Um, and I actually told you before we started recording but what do you think would happen in that final three? What do you think the pitches are briefly? And if you're on the jury, who do you vote for? Oh, yeah. Um, that's, I mean, obviously it depends on the pitch at times. We've seen tribal councils hinge on the final tribal council speech. Um, but I feel like I'm going to steal something that you said earlier that, uh, each of the three women kind of demonstrated a different aspect in gameplay, uh, right? This, this is this is not some of what I said. This is my entire theory, right? That's that's, that's what I'm saying. Like so, this is, and it's a, it's a good theory uh, that right. You have the outwit social in Chrissy, you have the outplay in Che, and you have the outlast in KJ, uh, and and so it's really what does the jury value more, and who can articulate it the best. I think based off of Shay's tribal council for performance, I don't think she could have articulated it very well from what we saw, right? And, and, and based on what the jury seemed to have valued and they did not value her narrative. Uh, and so they didn't value Chrissy's narrative apparently either because she didn't get any votes as well. But uh, I do think Chrissy demonstrated an ability to talk about where she came from, how she learned and her, the moment when she goes, here's what I learned from all these other jury members. That was so good. Was good and, I, and I was so like, what a great connecting point. And, and that, that's high risk, high reward. Cause if people are mad at you, they just kind of see it as like, okay, what, whatever, like stop. Yeah. This isn't as Alex likes to say, who grew the most. This is, uh, I, I, and I do wish she would have doubled down in, on her opening speech of saying, when I got to this island, island when, I got, when I got out of here, I had no idea. I didn't even know what tribal council was called. And here's how, like, here, here's not only how I grew, but here is how I, how I excelled in the game. And, yeah. and, and, and aligning myself with people who understood what they were doing and understood more. But I learned from them along the way to be able to make my own moves at the end, uh, right? KJ, it, it's, we, we don't know what she would have said. And we don't know, I, I, I think, right, she could have articulated a very strong final six narrative of where she, of how she maneuvered amidst the majority alliance. Yeah. I do, I do think that she probably would have had a similar response from the jury as Shay, because yeah. I just don't think the jury was interested in that style of gameplay, and and, and which is like. I'm about to go in a soapbox and I'm sorry, Alex. Uh, 
Everyone fast forward. I know, I know. It's one of the most infuriating things sometimes when I watch Survivor is if, like, I'll use Shay as an example. Like, she was literally on the bottom time and time and time again since since the pre-merge. And there is only so much you can do. There's only so many arguments that you can make. And if you're going to punish somebody for not being convincing enough to some to, to other players who are playing good games that weren't necessarily in their best move, like, fine, don't, I'm not saying you have to, you know, give someone the title of sole survivor, but you have to respect that people can only play in the context of the cards that they've been dealt with. And I think that for Shay in particular, she played a great game with the cards that she was dealt. Sure, there could have been things that she had done differently. KJ could have done things differently as well. But there was this strong majority alliance that what do you, what are they else supposed to do? They literally tried to do everything they can, they could. And so it's just like, I, I'm frustrated that right, none of them got any extra votes. I, Mark is a very deserving winner. I think Mark mm-hmm. should have won. Uh, but so to answer your question, I think Chrissy probably wins uh, with this jury. And I'll hand it to Chrissy. I think she played a very good game given her story and context. Um, she was infuriating at times with her her like sense of loyalty that was just seemed to, to be a little bit too much. I already said I wish she would have voted for Josh on the revote and just like bitten the bullet on it then. But um I also really like KJ's game too. And I really like Shay's game, but I think Chrissy probably wins. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I think I think Shay would probably fare as as she did um, against Mark and, and Chrissy. I think KJ, compared to the other two women, had more individual moves. You know, she voted out her sister, right? The other two didn't. Yeah. Do that. Mm. Uh, and that's stronger than Chrissy not voting with Croc. Right. And she made that argument. Um, She had that massive play to break up the alliance and get Jordan out with the advantage. Um, You know, she came back from purgatory, like all these things. I I think she had a story in the making Yeah, with this particular jury, just because there was such a large unbreakable alliance as comprising most of the jury. I, I think this, when you're with a big alliance, you're friends with them. Yep. And yeah, they turned on Jordy and Jesse, but the rest of them, they didn't really get turned on, Yeah, you, you know? So also, I mean, I, looking at like this season of Survivor 42, there's only, only one big guy, yeah. Jonathan, right? W- which is refreshing in, in a lot of ways for Survivor. But for you, Survivor. Rock, Rock's Roy is pretty big too. Let's look like. Uh, yes, <laughs> but like there, there's, a different, there's a difference there. But this season, I mean, there are so many of these big boys, right? And they were all aligned together yep. on both tribes. And I, I think that's the move. When you have multiple big guys, you need each other to, yep. to surround yourself so you can survive. So when you are in alliance together and you need each other, and it's a mutually beneficial experience for both of you to make it further, now you're becoming friends. And you're the strongest alliance because you're so good at challenges. You're friends. And I think going into a million dollar vote, half million dollar vote, Chrissy was the only one who was in that alliance the whole time. And so I, I just, I see that majority alliance, Jordan, 
Josh, uh, Mark, Sam, Khan, uh, everyone's kind of voting for Chrissy because they were closer to her. And we saw Shay and, and KJ not have those social bonds with really anyone on the jury. So who would I voted for? Probably KJ. Mm. Who would win? Chrissy. Yeah, if, if I'm being honest, too, I forgot about that KJ had that advantage, uh, right? That's, yeah. that, that's, uh, that, that, that was an important move. I, I do still think that uh, any of them would have been deserving to win. Uh, yes. and, and it had, depending on certain circumstances and art, articulating things, right. The, uh, right. One of the things I've said before about Shay's game too, like her plan at that, uh, going into the merge was that I thought she was going to get farther in the game because she was going to be a challenge beat, but I didn't expect her to win every challenge. I did expect her to win a get back in challenge. I, I did. doubt did that was that. part of my strategy and naming her as a dark horse is that she's going to end up being the one that comes back in um but like she didn't win it she didn't win every challenge and like her strategy is to win a couple sit back maneuver within the majority alliance and then win the end challenge right and she did that (sighs) (laughs) i just want i just want i want credit to be given to where credits do I yes. like, I, and like the, I, I think people would be, and I don't, I wouldn't, you know, just because they didn't get any final votes doesn't mean that the rest of the jury hated their gameplay. It yes. just means that they wanted to give the person they thought deserving to win, win. I just also want to recognize that, hey, KJ, Shay, Chrissy, they all played great games too. They did. Yeah. And I think that's what I wrestled with as I was watching it all unfold. Because it's like, I've been rooting for Mark. I mean, Mark and Sam just have such a great story. He's been playing such a great game from episode one. So it's like to see him win, I love that. And I think he had a diverse game. He had, he was social, he was strategic, and he was physical, right? And and, and that's great. I do think both Shane and Chrissy had more one-dimensional games where Chrissy was social, but she wasn't as strategic or physical. Shay was physical, but not as social or strategic. So it makes sense to me why Mark beat them I think it's just hard because like they were both deserving as well. And especially in us survivor, not so much in Australian survivor, but it's like, we see zero vote finalists be the women in the final three yeah. oftentimes. So to then see like Mark, this massive guy and sitting next to two women, it's like, Oh, and he wins unanimously. It just, it feels like there's not a, an acknowledgement of the full game of the final three when people don't get votes. I mean, yeah, for sure. But to in this particular situation, Mark played one heck of a game. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, 100% deserved. Yes. So it, it's just, it's mixed feelings, right? Yeah. So, um, okay. So let's move into, instead of doing Outwit, Outplay, Outlast, let's just talk yep. about Mark because he is the person who outwitted, outplayed, and outlasted this season. And, yeah. and we, we haven't talked a lot about Mark and his final tribal council. So, Caleb, what stood out to you? as to why, in terms of the final tribal council, why Mark was so successful and and that he won. Yeah, I mean, I think we saw his ability to lay, describe his plan, whether that was his full plan going in or not, right? Like I've already, like part of the final tribal council is to craft a narrative that is convincing to the jury. And he crafted a very convincing narrative that showed 
here's my plan, here are the moves that I made and how I executed them. Here's the decisions that I made uh, and why I needed to stick by those decisions. I thought his answer to Jordy uh, was, was very good. Um, and, and, you know, I, I was a little shocked at, I, I wonder, right, if Sam and Mark have flipped how Jesse feels about Sam's game versus like, right, he's, Jesse clearly respected Mark's gameplay uh, based on his final jury question. Um, but would he have had the same confidence and uh, respect for Sam's game since Sam, what, right? Mark, Mark in some ways is the like bystander of, of the, uh, that move um, and capitalized on it very well. Yeah, I'm just saying that maybe Jesse feels differently if, if it's Sam. So that's just, yeah. that's an aside. Uh, but Mark played a very good game and he articulated it very well at the final tribal council. But I think it just also goes to the relationships that he built throughout the entire season. Uh, regardless of the idols that he had and the moves that he made, it's the relationships that he built, which is just a reminder time and time again, that it doesn't matter how many quote, big moves you have. It doesn't matter how many challenges you win. At its core, Survivor is a social game. Uh, and, and if you cannot navigate and build good, solid relationships, then you don't have much of a shot of winning. Yeah, yeah. And what's cool, like I said, I, I watched the, the first episode. There's confession with Mark that he's talking about his previous game and what he's learned from it. He said, in the next 24 hours, I will make a personal connection to every member of my tribe. Yep. And he had a goal in mind and he didn't stop. And, and he recognized that goal was the social game. He yep. knew he could do it physically. He knew he could do it strategically. He needed to work on the social game and, and to see someone set a goal and accomplish it so well. And, and I think one of my favorite things about Mark, I can't remember where this came out, whether it was in Final Tribal Council or Jury Villa or, or podcast, they all run together sometimes. But Sam was acknowledging Mark's game to say like, Mark literally would like lay down on his stomach in the water to make himself look smaller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I just, I love that, that it's these tiny little things he was thinking just to make, these good social relationships and to take the, the target off his back, which he should have had the massive target on his back from day one. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't. So I love the logical, here's what I did for Andy. I did that with Nina. Here's what I did. You know, the tribe swap. Here's why I chose the other tribe. You know, here's what we did with this, this, this. So I, I absolutely love the way Mark outlined that. The other thing I will say, I mentioned this a few weeks ago the way Mark and Sam play this season of we have two lives yep. in this. And, and we've seen the whole season. Now they were the only couple who had that, that intense of a perspective for yep. this season, because obviously they were the, the only completely returning duo, but also because I, I, from now reflecting on it and, and seeing a little bit more of like episode one and stuff like that, for almost every couple, it seemed like there was one who loved Survivor and really wanted to be on it and one who was the loved one. Yeah. So, and, and I don't think that was every single pair, but Mark and Sam, they both wanted to be there and they both deserved to be there. So I, I think that made it different. 
but uh, for Sam to say, hey, like, yes, two idols with one person is better. Don't play the idol on me. And to recognize there were enough people on that jury who were mad at Mark and Sam collectively. The game needed to continue at Jury Villa. And so at the halfway point, they made that decision. And it's like Sam sacrificing her game to make sure that the jury understands why her and Mark did what they did. Every time after tribal council, she can tell the jury, here's what Mark was thinking. Here was our strategy going into it. You know, talk up Mark's game the entire time. And if Jesse's mad at Sam, there, there's what, a, a week for them to reconcile that relationship so that if Mark made it to the end, he didn't take it out on Mark. Because at that point, they've made up their friends again. So I, Mark won by far, but we are we are going to be wrong if we don't acknowledge that Sam should have a, an asterisk by her name as, as part of a winner this season because she, she contributed so much to this collective win of theirs. And, and I, again, I love their philosophy of, hey, we won for our family. Um, and quick note, there's a video of uh, them like coming home and, and, and talking to their son and like seeing him. And what was wild was uh, three hours after Mark was crowned, winner they were at the airport like they they did not even get a full night's sleep and so it's (laughs) like they're in the airport it's like i think jordy and jesse and um josh and jordan and mark and sam are all from the same area so they're like all in the airport together like eating and you can tell mark like has had no sleep he just won a half million dollars (laughs) (laughs) and he's still like scruffy and like in this t-shirt it's like just so disoriented. So um, just really good to see them. There's a video of, of Josh uh, coming home to his fiance as well. And he gets out of the car and Josh's dog just sprints at him and jumps up in his <laughs> arms. <laughs> it's like, he couldn't even hug his fiance. The dog was in the way. And it's like, hey, man, I just love Josh friend. anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, me, me and Josh or his dog and Josh? Uh, whatever, whatever you want, buddy. Perfect. Yeah, I, I, that was one of the things I wanted to add was I, I thought that Sam and Mark really played the blood versus water theme extraordinarily well. And I think Sandra and Nina would have played it somewhat similarly had either of them made it farther together in the game. Uh, because I, I think, right, when they, that crucial like point in the season, when they have to go with Josh and Jordan or Jesse and Jordy, right? They recognize that Sam already had some heat on her, right? She flipped, she, she flipped on Khan. She flips on, uh, someone else. Cause she keeps flipping on everybody. Uh, so soapy. And, uh, but she already has that heat. And so going with Mark's relationships, stronger relationships is actually a very good blood versus water strategy, because you have to think, that they're not going to let both of us get to the end. And so when they, when, when Sam, when they both make the decision, we're not going to play any idols. We're going to have one person with two. That's that was a really great decision to strategically to make, Um, you know, people can look at, well, you lost Sam's vote when you didn't play an idol for her. That's fine. Right. Mark, like that. and, and, And if the roles had been switched, 
right? If Mark had burned people and Sam, I, I like to think that they would have done the, something similar. Yeah. And so um, they really played the theme of the season extraordinarily well. Yeah. And, and I'm just sitting here in, in, in awe of Sam's humility in that she's a competitor. She also was a pre-merge boot with, this is her yeah. second chance. She loves this game. Survivor gave her her husband, just like it gave Mark his wife and, and their kid and, and their life together. And she's a competitor. Uh, she's yeah. an endurance athlete. And so at the merge to say, you know, Caleb, if you and I are together and you're on one tribe and I'm on the other tribe and I say, we're going, you know, we decide we're going with my alliance, not yours. You're cutting your alliance. Who like, that's a blow to your game and to your ego. And, and, and to say like, all right, I, I have to jump in Alex's train and, and go with that. So that was almost this precursor of the humility of like laying down her game for the collective Mark and Sam game to then be, you know, that foreshadowing a few weeks later where she has to be voted out to lay down her game in order for their collective game. I mean, I'm just trying to put myself in Sam's shoes to like, this is our dream, but like multiple blows, I'm having to lay down my dream for our collective dream. And Mark gets the glory of winning but that's that's why I just want to highlight Sam in this because I yeah. I cannot imagine what that feels like to um, be sitting on the side and, and not only the pride you know that she was able mm-hmm. to communicate with with Mark winning I, I loved hearing her confession like voting confessional at the end but just to the mental toll that takes on you just as a as a person as an individual so absolutely um, yeah. well like and, and as an aside more of the reason why you didn't need Mark or Josh in the final three with those girls because none of the girls had a loved one on the jury i thought about that too right and so there's no one advocating for them in the way that i'm sure jordan and sam were advocating for um for their loved ones uh, amongst the jury and so um great point yeah hey but you know what alex we we did it We, we we did the season uh was excited that we got two uh seasons in a in a in a year a filming year and so um looking forward to whatever australian survivor decides to do next maybe a u.s tag team season well we gotta wait till i move to there and we 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 got some things to happen well you better you better hurry up (laughs) (laughs) here's here's what i think all right so obviously i've been an obnoxious fan of josh for weeks now Um, yes it's my brand now I was disappointed that he got voted out. Like fourth, he's like the fallen angel. Like he's the Kelly Wentworth, he's the Malcolm. And then I, I hear those names and I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like that. But it hit me of, I am fairly convinced sometime in the next three to four years, we're going to get an all-stars too, which means we are going to get the alliance of Josh and Simon on Australian Survivor. <laughs> And, and that took all the pain away. I was like, that, that's it. Maybe we can, we, maybe we throw Jordy in there. That would be really fun. But it was like, man, Simon and Josh playing together, great hair, great beards, nothing better. So there, there you are. Even more reason for us to be on the, beyond Australian survivor, right? We, I want to be in an alliance with Josh and, and Simon. Now, would I lay down my life for them? I'll let Caleb answer that. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is the answer is no uh that's that's false i'm i'm 
<laughs> I'm the number one target for celebrity endorsements. Uh, I, I'm a sucker <laughs> for it. So it's uh, if Simon's like, hey, dude, like, you know, it's my second chance. Like, I'm so close. You know, I just help me make the jury. All right, dude. <laughs> it's all you, man. Just come on our podcast later. Uh-huh. Well, Alex, I, I think that does it. We, we, it I, does. We'll, for for now, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a season recap. Uh, yeah, some some way, shape, or form. That's the plan. We'll, we'll go through like our favorite moves preseason or pre pre I guess preseason if we want, but pre merge, post merge, favorite players, um, stuff like that. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, but for now, you're going to get half as many episodes as you typically do a week because we're just going to transition back to recapping Survivor 42 uh, once per week. And maybe um, after a few weeks uh, of getting that break, maybe uh, this summer, Caleb and I can jump back into some other special episodes. That's, that's our goal. So um, make sure you're following us on Instagram if you're not at Speaking Llama. Um, hopefully you've subscribed to our podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Give us a rating. Give us a like. Um, that's really helpful for other Survivor fans to find our podcast. Because if you've made it this point, hopefully you like us. Hopefully you enjoy listening to us. Uh, so help make other Survivor players uh, find us. We we would love that. Um, man, this is see, this is the end of Australian Survivor. I'm, it's, it's I, I was emotional, but I'm not. It's never the end. It's only just a new beginning. A new begin. A new era. A new era. Drop the four, add the one. Exactly. The one. <laughs> exactly. All right. So Caleb and Alex signing off. We'll speak llama to you later.